Yoma Perik Aleph Mishnah Chet. The Mishnah now discusses the time at which we perform the first temple service of the day, which is Turumat Hadeshen, separating some ash from the altar. This service involved removing some ash from the altar in a shovel and placing it on the floor of the courtyard to the east of the Mizbet of the ramp, where it was miraculously absorbed into the floor. Bechalyom, on every day of the year, Tormin et Mizbeach Bikriat Hagever the Koinim would separate some ash from the altar at the crow of the rooster, which happened slightly before Dona Kuntarashi or slightly afterwards according to Harambam. So that, that was the time they would do it. Or some of or close to it. Benafana, Benacharav, whether just before or just after this crew of the rooster. Beyond Makipur and On Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol would perform the service at any time from midnight onwards so that he had time to rest before beginning the daytime service. So the Kohen Gadol had to perform all the Avodot of Yom Kippur himself after being all night and fasting all day. The Chachamim wished to make his schedule as easy as possible to conserve his strength. So after the Kohen Gadol separated the ash, he was kept occupied until the time came to offer the Tamid, as we saw in the previous Mishnah. So he would do it quite early on in the day, so he'd have time to, you know, he wasn't so so busy, so rushed. On the pilgrim on, on the Shalash Ragalim, they would separate the ash from the first watch onwards, that is after one third of the nights had passed. Since on the festivals there was a lot of work to do between separating the ash and beginning the daytime service, on the festivals after performing Trumat Adeshen, all the ash of the many offerings that were, pre- that were brought on the previous day of the festival had to be shoveled into a large pile in the centre of the altar to make room for burning the next day's offerings. So And by the time that the rooster would crow on the festivals, the temple courtyard was already filled with Jews waiting to bring their offerings immediately after the morning tamid, so they could not wait until then to separate the ash. It was very, very busy, so they, they, they got a really good early start on it um, on the regalim. Perek Bet, Mishnah Aleph. So continue the last Mishnah of the previous Perek that we just learned. This chapter begins with the subject of Turumat Adeshen. Out of the many Kohanim on duty each day, one was selected to perform the service. The second mission of this chapter states that the selection was made by a lottery. Starting with this discussion of this lottery, this chapter departs from the main topic of this tractate, the Kohen Gadol service Yom Kippur, and deals with the general matter of the lotteries that were held in the Bet Hamikdash to determine the Kohanim that performed the various service of the day. This doesn't. This pact doesn't really deal with Yom Kippur, when no method of selection was necessary because all the services of Yom Kippur were performed by the Kohen Gadol. But it's referring to other days of the year where ordinary Kohanim were chosen to carry out the Avodah. So let's go back to start with Perik Mishnah Aleph. Having mentioned the service of Turumat Adeshen at the end of the previous Perik, the Mishnah relates how Kohen was selected each day to perform that task. Again, not referring to Yom Kippur, just the other days of the year. Barishana Mishra said it's from Torim. At first, any Kohen who wanted to separate the ash from the altar, separated it. Of his man, and when there were many Kohanim who wanted to perform the service, Ratsin, Vaolim Bakevesh, they ran up the ramp of the altar, which was to Amolot, along Vacholakodem, it's Chavirob, Araba Amot and whoever, you know, got there first, whoever won, um, entered into the final four, four Amot of the ramp, won the right to separate the ash, Vim Hayushnem Shavin, two of them were tied, Hamumune Omer Lahem. The appointed official said to all of them, put out your fingers. The Kohanim would stand in a circle, each would put out their finger. And if the official the official then basically said a number that was much higher than the number of Kohanim, so let's say 60 or 100. And then starting with one Kohen, he went several times around the circle, counting the fingers. The Kohen with whom the count ended 
won the lottery. This is because it's forbidden to count Jews, so fingers were counted instead. Now, all the Kainim joined in the lottery because instead of the two that just tied, because the result would be a foregone conclusion if it was just two Kainim, because you could just basically, uh, you could just work out, you know, how, how, how it's going to... How it's going to work if there's just two of you, you call out a number. Um, so, so essentially, they they got everyone involved. So, in what number of fingers were the coin put out? One, one if the coin was healthy, or two if they could not extend one finger without the finger next to it. However, a thumb was not allowed to be put out for the lottery in the in the Mikdash, because a con could cheat by putting out a thumb and another finger and spreading them far apart so that they would be counted as two. So when a con sees that the number will fall on the coin after him, he could cheat by putting out his thumb in addition to his other finger so that the number will fall on him his stair instead. Have a great day.